Hey everyone, thanks for joining me once again as we walk this path through the strange Paradiso. Today, I actually want to um, kind of like go back to last week when I was talking about how important it is to ground for one thing, walk in the dirt, on the grass with our bare feet so we can get grounded by the earth. Okay, we need that. And the other thing is um, there was one product that, um, well, I haven't used in a while. I use it from time to time. And it is said to be very good for detoxification. And that is bentonite. So some of you may already be aware of this bentonite clay. I, I, I recommend that you read about it and uh, all of the different things that it is used for. See how you feel about it and if it sounds like it is something that would be beneficial to you. I will tell you that I have used it. I don't do it all the time, but um, I'm getting ready actually to use it again. That's why I was looking for it. And um, it's one of those things kind of like uh, some people ingest it some people put it on their bodies, some people add it to their bath water, or there are many different ways that you can use this. Um, but first, read about the benefits. There are pros and cons to everything. There, in this case, um, well, just read about it for yourself and see how you feel about it. I um, personally like to put some in the bath water. I will soak in there, almost like you soak in Epsom salt. I will soak in there once in a while to let it pull out toxins and so on. And I know that you can mix it with other substances, apply it to your skin and this and that, but um, read about it, all right? See how you feel about that product, Ben tonight. All right. The other thing that I want to say, if you haven't listened to yesterday's show, Suppressed History, I recommend that you go back and hear that one. I feel that it is important. It um, says a lot, not only about what happened back then, but how it has a lot to do with what we are faced with today and some of the decisions that we make and some of the lies that are being told to us. So um, I would just recommend listening to that to everyone. I'm not saying that I am just the most wonderful, knowledgeable person and all this stuff, but this, I feel, is very important. And like I said in yesterday's show about this suppression is that um, this cannot be debunked. This cannot be called a conspiracy theory or any of those other terms that are used in things that cannot be proven, in things that are not 100% sure. This is 100% sure. This is... um, truth. 
Okay. So um, one of the other things that I want to share with you is, let me see what I've got here. Okay. Apparently, there have been, um, I'm just going to call them scientists, who have come out and reported that they are getting some kind of, um, they believe, communications or attempted communications from space. Now, when I say space, I say that in a term where they don't know exactly where this is coming from. They don't know, like, if it's coming from Pluto, Venus. They don't exactly know. It has not been pinpointed. But there are some, that's what they're saying, perhaps it seems like it may be an attempt at communication. Now, when I hear things like this, it is a possibility that these things are what they seem to be, that there are other forms of life out there attempting to contact Earth or and maybe some other planets with life on them as well. We're just putting a signal signal out there and seeing who picks up, who communicates back, and so on. But then there are other things because when we talk about, for example, sound, sound never dissipates. Sound continues to move and it moves upward. So there have been reports, these are from a long time ago, I don't know about now, I I don't really know what's going on as far as NASA and things like this, but I recall hearing years ago that um, I guess in the early days when they say astronauts went up in space and this was like when they circled the earth and so on, they weren't really going out as far as perhaps we are able to go now. That these astronauts would um, come back and say, we heard music up there. So, I mean, this this is just my thought, okay? Because I'm not a scientist. But besides the fact that maybe... There are life forms traveling through the galaxies, traveling through space, because, I mean, you know, why not? And perhaps they have a certain type of music. It could also be music from the Earth continuing on its journey. My personal belief is it'll continue to go until perhaps it would find an obstacle, bounce off of that, and then come back down. I don't see how that is a far-fetched type of belief. It makes perfect sense to me, and that would explain some things also. We may say that's a little bit too easy, but... um. 
Maybe not so much conversations, maybe bits and pieces, but music. I mean, if I was up there, for example, if I was any type of um, space traveler and I heard music that was familiar to me, that would just prove a theory that it just continues. It goes on and on. So, um, there is an old song that speaks about sound. And for whatever reason, I remember the words to this song. I mean, I heard this when I was a kid and for some reason it stuck in my mind. And it says something about sound never dissipates. It only recreates in another place and time. That, to me, is a very profound statement. And it makes perfect sense. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. I can't expect everyone to think the same way and believe the same way as I do. But to me, I can, I can get behind that particular statement. So it's going to be interesting to see if anything goes any further with this, if we are allowed to hear any of the updates, okay, that um, that have been found out about this whole thing. There is another, and this is not a scientific, this has nothing to do with scientists or NASA or anything. But I recall someone who's no longer with us saying that when he first bought his house, and he bought a house in Orange County somewhere, in a location in Orange County, and at the time his children were young, and um, he would go out in the backyard in the nice weather in the evening, and he would sit there once in a while, and he would have a drink all by himself. He said, I just go out there and have one drink. And he'd like to smoke a cigar. So he'd go out in his backyard and he'd sit there and he'd have his one drink and smoke his cigar. And he said on one particular night, he heard a sound out there and there was no one living behind him. He was like up on a ridge. So he had no neighbors that were behind him, only on either side. But he says he was at the very end of his backyard, like in the back. So he could like look out over that ridge and he could see lights and stuff like this from the city. And he said, I heard this tapping sound. And then he, he said, um, do you know what Morse code is? Well, I I know what it is, but I never knew how to decipher or read Morse code or anything like that. But he did. He knew Morse code. And he said that he heard it on this one night. And he was like, hmm, that's a, a real type of communication. And then he just figured it's some coming from another house. Maybe somebody there was a Boy Scout or whatever because they all knew Morse code also. So he would go out there from time to time 
and do this and just relax after work and after dinner and so on. Until one day, or one evening, I should say, he was out there. And he said that that code from that night was not coming from either side of him. He said, at first, I, I just figured it was coming from one of the neighbors. And there's no one behind us, he said. And I remember his house. I had been there. There was no one back there. There was just a street down below. And he said, um, the code said something, okay, because it's been a long time ago now, something about destruction, destruction of the earth. And I recall the rest of it saying, we remain vigilant and ready to intervene. That's another profound statement that I remember. And he told me this is what the Morse code was saying. And at the time, I didn't really think too much about it. I just said, oh, okay, well, maybe it's the aliens. Aliens are going to save uh, us from destroying this planet. Who knows? Well, that was before I even cared. I didn't care who believed in aliens or what the whole deal was and all of this stuff. I never looked into it. I was really young. I I didn't care. But that's uh, another thing I remember. When I hear this story now about these attempted communications, because I don't really know how this is being done. I don't know if they hear tapping sounds. I don't know if they hear bips and bleeps. I I really don't know. But there is definitely something going on. I hear a lot of people talking about Antarctica. That's another one, right? Now it's being said that there is something under the ice in Antarctica planes or I mean any type of aircraft are not allowed. It's a no-fly zone to fly over. I don't know if it's entire Antarctica or portions of it. The reason being, now I really don't know, but it is said that the reason for this is because Whoever, once again, uh, they are the people or the agencies who want to suppress this information. Don't want anyone flying over there, maybe taking pictures or anything like this. Because there is supposedly now, you can look into this if you want. I'm not saying that I know this for a fact, but this is what I'm hearing for more from more than one outlet. Okay, That there is a city under the ice. At Antarctica and that it is some sort of an alien city so how would we know if this is who or if there's an element of truth to this all right but let's go back a little bit further guys 
there was a person named Admiral, he was, an, I guess, a Navy Admiral, Admiral Byrd. Apparently, he had been in that location. And he came back and he said some things about Antarctica. You can check it out for yourself about this. I don't know um, how or if he was um, stopped from speaking out about this stuff. To my knowledge, this happened like a really, really long time ago. So this has been going on. If this is true, okay? I'm talking about if right now. If this is true, this has been going on for a really long time. So um, you can go and check out his statements and see what he said about Antarctica. All right? Yeah, I got a couple of ferocious dogs in my backyard here fighting over a little green toy. Well, actually, they're playing. But um, I, I find it very interesting uh, about this. And one of the other things I want to say about this is that when I was in school, I always was interested in earth science. That was um, one of the things that I just um, couldn't get enough of it. So earth science also included the planets, the planetary alignments, the constellations, and things like this. I recall one, um, the, the educator who was the earth science educator saying that they had found freshwater plant life, some sort of freshwater vegetation, as well as um, certain types of fish that were not native to that area. These certain types of fish were not from that area, as well as, I mean, the plant life. No one knew how that plant life got there. I mean, we're talking about the, the ocean, the salt water, and yet they were finding this stuff. I don't know if it has been talked about. I don't know if any of that information has ever been released. But I do remember him telling us that story. And it just was so fascinating to me. I just, I'm telling you, man, I couldn't get enough. And I always wondered, yeah, how did that get there? I mean, I'm talking about, to me at that time, it was like he was saying, yeah, in the middle of an ocean where there is uh, nothing but a bunch of ice cover, no land mass, and we've got a bird of paradise just growing out of that part of the ocean. I mean, that's what it was to me. That's how big this information was to me. He didn't say a bird of paradise, but you know what I mean. It was just something that should not have been able to be there. So that opens up a lot of um, speculation. Um, I mean, it's for anyone 
to attempt to take a look at it. But because it's so secret and only certain people are allowed to go there. Did you know that? Only certain high-level politicians, probably some royal families, whatever you want to call them, uh, monarchs or whatever you want to call them and things like this are allowed to go there. It hasn't been that long ago when um, there were some people from, I think it was like Nancy Pelosi and a couple other people from the United States went there. For what? What are they doing there? What's going on there? See, when they keep things hidden, when they keep things secret, that makes people like me want to dig. I don't know why. um, Well, I guess they just don't talk about it. So they think that we won't think about it and we just will carry on with our lives. But I'm willing to tell you that there are plenty of people like me who are just like, no, no, there's something going on there. So if you're interested at all in in that particular subject, I mean, it is definitely worth looking into. That is just mind-boggling to me. All right. The other one, let me see what I've got here. I actually wrote some things. Okay. Okay, yeah. And, uh, there have been more reports right now, recently, about the voices that are seem to be coming from nowhere. It's as if, and we have spoken about this a few times already because I actually heard that before that's really when I started looking into it because I had those three experiences in my house hearing like a voice trying to break through the static and things like that that was really something well I heard actually heard another one yesterday this one was much clearer but it caught me off guard so I don't it's like it said one word it was not a hello It was like um, one single random word that just came out of nowhere. Sounded um, pretty clear. I like it was like a a male voice, but like a younger sounding male voice. And this may sound strange to you guys, but sometimes I wonder if certain people on the opposite side of the tattered and stringy, whatever remnant of a veil is left, can see some of us. Just like we have people here in our realm on this earth who are able to move their hair at will, who are able to walk on hot coals, do all these type of things, walk on nails without getting cut or without bleeding. And, you know, they're walking on the coals, they're not getting burned. How some of these people are able to slow their heart rates down to the point that they are barely beating. All right? We've got people who are able to use their minds in a way that the majority of us cannot. Just like people who can see 
certain things. So I wonder sometimes if there aren't maybe some people on that opposite end who can see and see us. And that's why they try to communicate with us. So some of us can't see these, um, whoever it is, but we can hear them. We are able to pick up on the audio, clear audience, okay? But um, it's just a thought. I just wonder about it. Certain people who are sensitives, maybe we can't see them, but we can hear them and they know that we hear them. And maybe they're on the opposite end trying to um, get our attention. I don't know. That's something that we have to be very careful about. If we decide to look into it and things like that. I always advise against communication. Because... It's just very iffy and it can be very dangerous and you don't want to um, accidentally invite something in that you cannot get rid of. And that is not another person, but an entity. So that's when we really have to be careful. I never communicate with anything like that. So... Once again, it's one of those things that um, if we care to study about it, I mean, it's good to be aware of certain things. I don't practice things, but I'm aware of them. I like to know what I'm looking at sometimes, what I'm hearing sometimes, what the possibilities may be, and so on. We have to be aware. So that's just... um, Another thing that I wanted to share with you, but there have been more people at this time reporting like they hear vaguely. It's always like in the distance that they hear someone, they hear a voice, but they can't make out what they're saying. There was one that was reported that they couldn't make out what was being said but they could hear voices and it sounded like more than one and it also sounded like someone who was trying to get your attention because they could they could hear the the highs and lows of the voice like if somebody was saying hey can you see us see so they can hear those different tones in the voice so what they were hearing was something like, ah, ah, you know? So, um, yeah, these things are very strange. And once again, we have to be very careful. So that's uh, really about all that I've got today, guys. I just wanted to come on quickly and share those things with you as well as um, to recommend If you haven't heard yesterday's show, the show called Suppressed History, 
please listen to that. It's going to give you a different and a new perspective if you uh, never thought about certain things like this before. And that's what I hope it does. I hope that it um, gets us all thinking about this. I actually was um, speaking to my husband about this yesterday. We went to go to, I like, you know, me and my iced coffee in so many ways. We went to go to the coffee shop and I had my cold brew. It was wonderful. So anyways, we were sitting out there and we started talking about this and that. And then I started telling them about what I had told you guys yesterday, earlier in the day. And then uh, he looked at me like he was blown away. And I said, did you know that? Have you ever even heard about that? And he was like, no. I said, yeah. I mean, I told him there's a whole lot of stuff out there that uh, the the agencies, the certain agencies don't want people to know about. There was another one. Um, now this story, okay, I was going, I said I didn't have anything else to talk about, but actually I do. So this story um, is once again kind of raw. The information that I'm going to put out there, I, there may be a little bit of things that I get wrong, all right? Because I read about this one time, but apparently in, I guess it was like 1985, I want to say it was 1985. Well, the Germany and Austria Okay, they are known for their white wines. There are places that are known like the red wines, uh, like Italy, France, you know, and you talk about real champagne, you think about France and so on. Well, Germany and Austria are known for the white wines and that's where we get the Gertzwaminers and the Riesling and things like this, which are very delicious, by the way. So um, anyhow... Back in 1985, a certain, I don't know if it was one winemaker or a couple of them, but they started putting an additive in the wine so that I guess they could get it out to the markets quicker. Instead of letting it ferment for so long, I think it ferment it caused the process to go quicker as well as it gave it a really good flavor so what ended up happening is when these certain companies got the german wines because i guess that they were like distributors also what they did was they also added some of these additives to the German wine to make them more full-bodied because they found that this stuff just really gave the wine something like this wonderful, better flavor and they could get it out on the shelves sooner, all right? The additive has this name, some dimethicone 
glycol or something like this, all right? But what it actually is, is the, ing the main ingredient for antifreeze. Yeah. Now, so there, I don't know how much they were putting in there. But they were putting enough of this substance in these wines. So people started getting sick. I don't know about uh, deaths or anything like this. But now you have to think about any type of long-term health effects this would cause. Um, kidney failure, perhaps. Liver damage, perhaps. Uh, stomach, bladder. I mean, who knows? The list goes on and on. So there was a big deal about this. They finally found out what was happening and the additive that was being put in the wine and for how long this went on for, I'm not sure. I read this a while back. So, I mean, when you talk about like, okay, this was just greed. Greed caused this. And who is the evil entity who ever thought about adding that horrible chemical into wine? Who in the world just woke up one day and said, hmm, I think I'm going to try putting some antifreeze in there. I mean, what in the hell? So, apparently, after all of this was said and done. It was looked into. They probably had to destroy a lot of wine because they didn't know which wine had it, which wine didn't. So they probably had to start from scratch for certain batches. There was um, some sort of a seal put on the the corks or like on a little paper that covers the cork, whatever. It's some kind of a seal that has been placed there ever since this happened. And I'm pretty sure it was 1985. So that this never happens again. So that it is saying that this seal is here to prove that all of this has been checked out under quality control. But yeah, I mean, there are those who just do not care who they hurt, how many they hurt, because of their love of money. So there's more, guys. All right? There, there's more. Trust me. I will bring that out every so often and um, tell you guys about them. That's why it can be difficult to be trusting. There was someone who said recently, because when we talk about organic foods as far, and regular foods, and the organic foods have to be marked as organic, and you have to put that tag on there, non-GMO, and blah, blah, blah. And somebody made a statement about, what kind of world do we live in when we have to have our food marked to prove that it's not poison? So, I mean, that, yeah, yeah, think about that. It has to have a seal on there or some kind of stamp to let you know that um, this food is poison-free. 
the thing about a lot of people say, oh, well, this is organic and oh, this is this and this is that. Well, there is a difference between organic and non-GMO. You can have GMO crops that are organic because all organic means is that they don't use pesticides on the food. GMO just means that they are the food in its natural form. It has not been tampered with as far as hybrid and all of this other stuff. Just like um, the seedless watermelons. Okay, that's a, a GMO. Certain other things, they make a plum quad and a whatever. Well, those have all been tampered with. They're hybrids. You cannot have a um, GM, non-GMO hybrid. But anyhow, we'll talk more about that some other time. I'm out today. I will be talking to you soon. And once again, I hope that this was interesting and informative. If you have anything that you would like to request that you want to hear about, you have a certain subject, you have something you would like to share with us, you can always contact me, maybe underscore Maria at Outlook.com. Thanks so much, guys. Everybody stay cool. Ciao.